Hello everybody, Tom here. You'll be admiring, I'm sure, how crisp my voice sounds right now through this expensive microphone that I use to do this podcast. Would you believe that someone who has recorded more than 80 episodes of this goddamn show by this point would have managed to record an entire episode speaking into his microphone the wrong way? round. Well, that's exactly what I did. And so during the episode you're about to hear, I sound like I am in some form of wind tunnel, maybe an echo chamber or a cave somewhere. I don't know. Fill your boots, use your imagination, but it doesn't sound great. And I apologize. Normal service will be resumed next week. I hope. Enjoy the show as best you can. Crush podcast. This is a theme park podcast. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. I didn't introduce myself. I'm Tom. What if there's a first time listener and they now don't oh. know who I am? Well, who are you? Who am I? What have you done with Tom? Uh, Tom's still here. It's fine. Uh, I'm not dead yet. You're not getting rid of me that easily. Lockdown may have lifted, but I'm staying the hell indoors. Yeah. Well, give it two weeks. I might be dead. Who knows? Well, yes, you've been out and about, Josh. Today is. I have. Today, of course, is the as as of recording is the fourth of July, Independence, Independence Day, Day for our friends in America, and now Independence Day for us too, Josh, because we can at last uh, have our God-given right for pints uh, yes. given back to us after more than three months. We can have a pint, we can go on roller coasters. I have uh, garnered my independence from the excess hair that I had. (laughs) I'm glad to hear this. What kind of, what have you gone for? Have you gone full, I guess you wouldn't have gone skinhead. A lot of people have gone skinhead over the past few months, unable to cope with the shaggy monstrosities that had developed on their heads. You didn't do that. You kind of embraced the shaggy look. Yes, very much so. No, normal services resumed or have you had more off than you would normally just in case they have to close again uh no i've gone back to uh my regular look four and a half on the sides and back scissors on top classic Excellent. can't go wrong what, what was what was the experience like of going to the hairdressers uh, first uh, the back? so the hairdressers opened at 8.30, but I got there at 20 past 8, uh, queued for two hours <laughs> to get in, yeah, um, yeah at which point, uh, but just before I went in, you can see them, because the door's open, you can see, so they uh, wipe down the chair, they wipe down all the equipment um, with anti-back and that sort of stuff, um, then they check your temperature as you walk through the door. To make sure that you're uh, obviously was it below thirty eight point three or thirty seven point eight, whatever it is. Um, and if you're okay, then you can sit down. Uh, you get a they put the gown over you, but it's a uh, basically it seems what like what they what they're using is a bin bag. Oh, uh, well, like what all the doctors had to put up with in the uh, yeah early weeks of this pandemic. Yeah, Great. pretty much. Um, so which they chuck afterwards so you don't so it's not being reused which is really cool 
um, and they have gloves on. They have face shields on as well, so you can uh, get a good haircut. Well, that that sounds that sounds okay. I must admit, from the little I've seen in the news this morning and on social media, I've been sort of pleasantly surprised by how the businesses that are reopening are operating. I guess it, for me, the fear comes from the uh, man on the street and uh, how they're going to yes. behave. <laughs> but, uh, no, that sounds it's right. always the man in the street that lets you down, Tom. It's always the man in the street that lets you down. It's it's not wrong. Uh, that sounds okay, though. I guess the only downside w- would, would be the queue. I think, you know, maybe some sort of fast pass system or or even a virtual queue, maybe. Oh, virtual I've, just, queue. I've just come up with those off the top of my head, so... Mm. We could do some better branding, I'm sure, but do you reckon they could be introduced? Does this, does this barbers of yours? Is, is there an app in development? Uh, I, maybe, maybe they should be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I yeah. guess that's what you get when you go for just a quick one around the corner. My barber's All experience. These salons in London. Uh, there is definitely there was a. I saw an article or a piece on one of the uh, news channels. <laughs> about some barbers and they they were annoyed by how hard it was so they literally built their own app in-house that's that's pretty impressive yes pure that's true dedication that is certainly is we should have an app we should have a park crush app i don't know what would be on a park crush app (laughs) do you have any suggestions um you're a developer sort of come on yeah what's Uh, going on here just pretend this is a job interview I mean, fundamentally, it would just be a location where it would amalgamate all of our stuff into one location, right? So you'd have our our Twitter feed on there. You'd have our podcast on there. You'd have our any video or photos that we take. Um, maybe a donate button. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should. We could have a feature where you, you press a button, you get served a random episode of the Parkrush podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. The lucky dip. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes, so lockdown is lifting. As of recording today in the UK, which means you can go to theme parks now. Thorpe Park, Alton Towers, Legoland, Chessington, etc. I did see some uh, Thorpe Park action on the TV this morning. Hot Thorpe Park action. To 2,000 people. There seemed to be a lot of markers on the floor to help people adhere to social distancing and masks have to be worn on most if not all of the rides and apparently there are hand sanitizer stations all over the shop so it seems like they are operating maybe more responsibly than you were expecting josh you seemed quite skeptical about how they would get started. uh yeah I, I yeah it's we'll see how it is you know two weeks down the line or a week down the line i guess yeah um yeah. but yeah it seems like they're doing quite a good job uh 2000 people is not a lot no no it should be pretty easy to keep your distance with that yeah with that amount of people in the park i would because I, I think it's is it uh shanghai disney obviously much bigger park than thought park um but shanghai disney is eighty thousand people uh is capacity <laughs> Yeah, I think they um, capped it at about 30, if I'm not mistaken. It might have even been yeah, a and lower than that. Shanghai, uh, the, the authorities capped it at 30. Disney capped it at 20, I believe. Right. Um, to begin with. So, uh, 2,000 people, I think that's probably maybe 10% of what's that usually allowed. 
I guess they'll they may you well probably look it up somewhere probably, yeah someone should do some research for this thing I, I just, someone that someone that isn't us we <laughs> i'd expect them to scale up over the coming days and weeks depending on how things go although i'd expect i mean you're going yeah, within a week correct you're going yeah about a week from now so we'll be able to you'll be able to report back in full on your experience at Thorpe park and alton towers over the next two podcasts uh, which one's first? Is it Alton Towers you're doing first? Thought Park first. Oh, Thought Park first. So next week, then, we should be able to do a Thought Park coronavirus special trip report. And then the following week, we can do an Alton Towers coronavirus special trip report. Very exciting. Yeah, um, should be good. Yeah. but uh, Well, uh, let's start cracking on. Oh, there's one more thing. One more thing. If you're coming to us, uh, if you if you're a subscriber, maybe if you're one of those crazy people, you'll have noticed, Josh. Uh, new logo. New logo. New logo. Wow. I mean, I was about to say new year, new us. It's not quite the case. We're about six months late to say that, but it kind of feels like it. We're emerging from lockdown. The UK is reborn today, and Park Rush is celebrated by getting itself a hot new look uh, I'm surprised yeah. frankly that we weren't the top trend on Twitter I think we were maybe second to this Hamilton thing that everyone's been talking so, about uh, not a clue no never heard of it I don't know still I rise um, <laughs> I heard his tyres are gone but right yeah that, uh, yes oh, god I can't believe I'm, I get that joke as a, someone who despises F1 I'm somewhat ashamed <laughs> I, I must admit, though, like in all seriousness, I, I was kind of surprised to see Hamilton like become such a big part of the conversation yesterday. Like I know it's obviously on Disney Plus now, but Hamilton has been around for a few years at this point. Like it's, I, I wasn't sure if it's. Uh, it's still quite status. expensive and hard to watch, right? Um, um, I don't know. I'm not really much of a theatre boffin. I think yeah, it, I it's still, nothing. you know, still relatively expensive and still relatively hard to get tickets. Uh, right, or decent tickets, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yes, that is, um, as I say, I think that was the only thing keeping the Park Rush new logo from the top trending spot on Twitter. But uh, yeah. thanks to your friend of the show, uh, Taryn, whose actual yeah. brand name, Twitter handle, I feel is probably unmentionable on a family friendly show. So we won't. Uh, yeah. But thanks, but um, thanks to him. He's not listening, but. No, why, no, why would he? chance that he is. Uh, can, can we just circle back around real quick oh. Tom oh, um, yes. I've done some quick googling while we've been just talking you mean research uh, yes sorry yes uh, I haven't been able to find Thorpe Park capacity but uh, I found a uh, forum post on towerstreet.com the Alton Towers fan site uh, from 2013 uh, saying that the capacity at the time was 28,000 people oh okay this is Alton so, Towers yes right which is a bigger park oh okay so you reckon Thorpe Park might be lower than that normally yeah okay it's worth noting so, as well that by the way was it Thorpe Park that was meant to have all the David Walliams stuff or is that Alton Towers that is Alton Towers right so they yeah. uh, that's apparently been removed from the map they're now not expected to open that until next season I think that's smart season yeah uh, 
so they've got yeah it's a shame for them obviously i think they it had been added to the map as a sort of coming soon they've now taken it off and the map is obviously now inundated with safety information and all that kind of stuff yeah i think it was meant to be coming this season right so yes i believe so um well, Josh, uh, moving on, because for the first time in quite some time, we can say that we've got an email. Uh, Pastor John, who has uh, tweeted the show before, but this is his first email, so as exciting for him as it is for us, I'm sure. Uh, he's been to Universal Orlando this week to check out the newly opened Born Stunt-tacular which has uh, opened uh, on the old site of the Terminator 2 show. Uh, he sent in a little audio report of uh, how he found it, not just in terms of the, the show itself and how it might expect to operate in normal times, but obviously yeah, with all its COVID-specific um, measures too in terms of limited capacity and whatnot. So let's hear what John had to say, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Hello, this is John Self from Universal Orlando. It's uh, July 3rd, and I've just been on my third experience with the Bourne Stuntacular as I report for the Park Rush podcast. Uh, several things, if you plan on coming to Universal Orlando anytime in the near future, as long as they're continuing to do social distancing, it'll be very difficult to get into this attraction. As best we can tell, they're only seating about 150 people for a 780 seat space. So it's a lot of the procedure will be very different. So just be prepared for that. As you probably know, the Bourne Stuntacular is in the old T2 um, attraction space. They added to the building a little bit. They obviously, spoiler alert, they obviously added some things around over and under the building also just to make the attraction work. Um, they're still using that main um, entrance area in the old T2 attraction for uh, the pre-show, but because of social distancing, they can't do the pre-show quite the same way anymore. If you come at some point, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're showing the pre-show in the queue and everywhere because they can't get people too close together. Um, having said that, once you have seen the pre-show and you enter in and they are taking a very long time to seat people because they're being very careful about that. So just be aware, have your patience ready and make sure you know that it's not going to be just show up and everything's going to run perfectly. Once they seat you in this very large space, they seat you very carefully. The views are wonderful. Not to ruin any of the effect. One of the first things you notice, if you're familiar with the old T2 attraction, there aren't the large props on the side. This attraction does not, based on the props everywhere and spoiler alert, the seats don't move in this attraction. They're, as my spouse said, they're very comfortable seats for that kind of seat, but they don't move. Having said that, not to ruin anything, the show is clearly a step above anything that's going on in the Universal Orlando theme park world, taking some technology from some Las Vegas acts. Um, everyone I've heard from except for one person, and that's about 200 people I've polled on this, think the Bourne Stuntacular is a great addition, a wonderful attraction in all its ways. Um, if you're looking for a stunt show with an incredible plot, do not come to this show. It has a plot and it educates you on all the Bourne background in the pre-show so you know everything you need to know about Bourne before you come. 
before you come because they're going to tell you in the pre-show. Having said that, um, there's a lot of intricacies between virtual, we'll call it virtual, and actual action. And I can't want to spoil the things that are going on there, but it's very precise. And all three times that I've seen the show, it has technically broken down along the way and they've had to restart it. So, and they have to restart at very specific places. Everything has to be queued, the action, the props, the screen, other things you'll notice the first time you come. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that if you come to see it. Having said that, I could thoroughly tell you that if you have the opportunity to come to Universal Orlando, for some of you, if they let you fly into this country, then this is something you would want to see. I'm not saying it's up there with Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure is the thing you've got to do. But if you make a trip to Universal Orlando, this is something you should definitely do. And I suspect on the people who write books about this, they're going to give this attraction at least four, four out of five stars, if not higher. I guess maybe I'll chat with him this week and see what he says. Having said that, I know I've rambled for a long time, but if you know my Twitter profile, we're known for that. Thank you, and I hope that this helps the podcast. Thanks again to John. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show by email, as John did, uh, you can email us podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, but John did also tweet us again with a little ad to his audio message. Uh, if you just give me a brief second here. Uh, he uh, added as well um, that the tech... Uh, is great and integration between virtual and physical is great but uh, he said the hand-to-hand fight scenes which obviously if you've seen the show you'll know what he's talking about universe will have to put out some video as well i think they streamed a performance of it uh, earlier this week for people who obviously can't get there right now uh, and he said he, he was less impressed with the hand-to-hand stuff he thought it was quite obviously fake it might be one of those things that depending on where you're sitting in the auditorium it looks more convincing from certain angles i think that's certainly yeah. the case for example on the indiana jones show at sure. uh, hollywood studios um but yes uh thanks again to john uh josh what do you reckon what what, what do you make of what you've seen of the born of the born stuntacular uh well obviously i was very disappointed to see terminator 2 go um it's uh, near and dear to my heart, as with a lot of these rides that well, are so, gone, slowly the, aging away. Yeah. All the sort of vintage. All the, all the ones that I have fond memories of. Apart from ET. Uh, yeah, which is uh, obviously beloved by yourself and many uh, around the globe. Uh, the least, uh, of, least interesting to me personally. But that, um, but that I, smell though. <laughs> But but that smell, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Back to the Future, Jaws, Twister, Terminator Two, all gone. King Kong. King Kong, yeah, God. Yeah. Earthquake. No, this, this this looks good. I think. Um, you know, I'm not. Yeah. Born aficionado, 
and you know, I, I think I have expressed skepticism on here before about, oh, what's, you know, why open a Bourne show right now? It seems maybe an odd time to do it. I don't really see Bourne as making a big cinematic comeback anytime soon. I think it, well, it tried to a few years ago, and I, I don't think I've seen it actually. The most recent Matt Damon one, because they did that Jeremy Renner one, right? And I assume that one yeah. was prepared for that. And then Matt Damon came back and they did another one, and then. Again, I don't know if that really la- had much lasting. Because they did the Rocky thing, didn't they? Where they had the Rocky films, so you had the Bourne films, and then he came back as, and the film was called Jason Bourne. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the Jeremy Renner one was in between Ultimatum and Bourne. I yeah. What that one's called now? I think that's correct. The legacy. Bourne Legacy. Bourne Legacy. Yeah. 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 I don't think I've seen the Bourne Legacy or Jason Bourne. Just seen the original trilogy. I think Jason Bourne is better than Legacy, but... I would expect it to be, but again, I can't really comment properly. Um, But, you know, also, I suppose what this shows is that you know, if it doesn't necessarily matter to a, a huge extent, I think maybe in terms of getting people into the part, the franchise that is attached to a ride does make a big difference from a sort of marketing perspective. But in terms of the quality of the attraction, um, the franchise isn't necessarily the most important thing because it does sound like what they've managed to construct here is like a really good stunt show, an innovative stunt show as well in terms of how it uses different types of technology and the fact that it's got born strapped to it hasn't seemingly limited it in any way at all uh, I think what John said though or implied was important in that I think if you just said to a guy uh, or anyone on the street oh there's a new Bourne show at Universal they'd be like oh yeah whatever um, whereas if you said there's a new Harry Potter ride they'd probably automatically be like oh boy I'm going to go and I think with a, with a, something like this Bourne show you maybe need to convey a little bit more why it's so good and worth doing and it might rely a bit more on word of mouth than yeah, definitely one of the more e-ticket attractions, I guess. But uh, I'm um, excited. I think it sounds good, and from what I've seen online, it it looks impressive. Yeah, um, like I was saying, you know, I was disappointed to hear when they were going to shut Terminator Two, but uh, from what uh, John has said, you know, it actually seems kind of awesome. Like from a technical, certainly from a technological standpoint, not necessarily from a story standpoint. But so it'd be really cool to go and see this, you know, integration of uh, real and not real together coming together. Um, sounds quite impressive. Yeah. And the T2 show obviously did do some of that as well and was yes. kind of a, a, a forebearer for the for that kind of production. So it's good to see this one kind of pick up the torch and run with it as well. Uh, and, and good to hear as well. I know that you know there was Adrian when he was on from Theme Park Express a couple of weeks ago did speak generally very positively about how Universal have been managing things since they reopened, albeit you know, there were some slight concerns about whether or not they were erring more or starting to err more towards getting back to some form of normality in terms of getting people through rides a bit quicker and that kind of thing but it sounds like the way they've opened this show um, has been pretty uh, well thought out massively limiting the audience size and making sure people can keep their distance which is good um shame about the technical issues but you know it's early days so i'm sure they'll get ironed out yeah for sure before long uh but yeah exciting to have a new a new attraction at that park and obviously a weird time for it to open but i'm looking forward to checking it out whenever i do get back there sometime in 2044 or something (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, another thing that might not open till 2044. Super Nintendo World. Oh boy. Wow. Mamma mia. <sighs> Uh, yes, this was due to be opening probably around now. I mean, we couldn't really say with any certainty because I don't think it ever had a set date. But this is obviously the Universal Studios Japan version. It was being uh, timed, I think, for the Olympics and the big influx of visitors that Japan was expecting this summer. And, uh, yeah, obviously the Olympics aren't happening. There's not a great deal of travel going on. And so they've uh, decided to delay Super Nintendo World indefinitely. Uh why do you think they would do that and not just open it and allow the locals to come in and enjoy it? Because the park has reopened and, you know, I think uh, it's operating with plenty of safety measures in place. Do you just think it's kind of a PR thing? Like they want to make sure the grand opening is like a really big deal and not this kind of like meek, lowly attended sort of... You know, not much yeah. of a deal. Is that is that the thing? I think so. They always planned for it to open uh, the same time as the Olympics, right? So that it would have this big, um, you know, a chance of a massive global audience coming to try it out. Well, Mario uh, was in the handover video, wasn't he, for the Olympics? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that was kind of awesome, but it was. <laughs> Japan seems cool. Yeah. <laughs> I should go um, imagine getting to go there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but may- maybe, obviously, because they're not sure how the Olympics is going to run next year. Um, I could see if that's running as normal, which I don't think it will. Uh, they no. could bring it back then. Uh, but I think, yeah. Uh, I guess the weird thing is, obviously, they've built it all right. So well, it's yeah, basically going to sit there getting sun bleached for... <laughs> For like yeah. a year or two until it's like ready for to be reopened. Well, more and more sort of pictures are coming out because, obviously, as you say, it's basically finished. So from certain areas of the park, you can see it. Obviously, if people are able to take drone shots or whatever, they can see it. And more and more pictures are, are sort of emerging on social media of the land and it looks absolutely amazing uh the attention to detail is great like you know all the 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 show buildings and whatnot bowser's castle and that kind of thing but also all the kind of moving elements like the clouds moving side to side and coins rotating and all the little power-up mushrooms and things like that it looks like it's gonna have a lot of even if it doesn't have an outdoor ride i think that yoshi omni movie mover is going to be somewhat outdoors but that's not a ride you would necessarily think of traditionally as giving an area much in the way of kinetic energy in the same way as like a roller coaster would. But I think just because of the pure amount of like moving props that there seems to be, I think that ride is going to, uh, that land is going to feel like super lively, even without mm. a, you know, a, a big outdoor e-ticket. It's going to feel, yeah, lively and I think exciting to be there. But yeah, as you say, I, I do wonder as well, I, I don't really just thought of this, but obviously a big pitch for that land is uh, the amount of interactivity, uh, you know, punching blocks and joining up together to fight bosses. And we never really got a proper, proper sense of how that stuff is all going to work. Because, you know, since that Charlie X and Y music video, which was obviously all sort of augmented reality and CG for the most part, I, I, I might be mistaken, but since then, I feel like we haven't really had a really big sort of publicity drive for the land, you know. Oh, not and particularly. I wonder if 
uh, if interactivity and people cooperating was meant to be a big part of that land, maybe that's another reason why they've decided it's not really suitable to open right now. No, yeah, I guess you've got to do all the like you got the punching stuff, right? So you you can't do that. You you, you can't wipe it down every time. Every time someone's punched it. Yeah, it's just not possible. So. No. Well, they could just have Mario running and walking around with his uh, with the flood device from Super Mario Sunshine. True. Just cleaning, just cleaning everything all the time. Yeah. They could, they could write coronavirus into Mario law, and that's why Mario has to yeah. put his flood backpack back on and spray everything down. Get Luigi out with his um. Or the Hoover <laughs> thing. The Hoover from the the mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I think that has a name. <laughs> the Hoover thing works. <laughs> Everyone knows what it is. Yeah, that's uh, a good game, by the way. Um, but sorry, no, you were saying about them having to like clean the like the blocks and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess it, just take the kind of all the cleaning measures that all the parks going to have to do would be, you know, taken to new extremes if the land is designed in a way that they want it to be super tactile. It doesn't really jive with coronavirus. No, not quite, no. Uh, hopefully it opens this year. Uh, but, yeah, I guess it's not inconceivable that they wait. It's impossible to tell is the thing, obviously. We're in, <laughs> yeah. We're in, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard, Josh, but we're in unprecedented times. What? Yeah. I can't you know, believe it. Unprecedented times. This ain't it. This ain't it, yo. This is unprecedented Damn. Yeah. Uh, I do miss precedented times, although I feel like those were some time ago. Like, every year for a while has felt pretty unprecedented. This year is just even more unprecedented than those, in hindsight, only moderately unprecedented ones. Yeah. Yeah, like, there was a period of time there where we everyone would go, this is unprecedented. <laughs> but, but fit, like now, it feels quite precedented. <laughs> Uh, sure, yeah. In comparison, you know, <laughs> yeah. those unprecedented I mean, times well, are. We wait, we wait to see what happens, but it's it's not inconceivable that I mean, there's a US election in like five months. I don't know if you knew this. God, but, yeah. You know that could conceivably be like only the third or fourth biggest story of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only halfway through. You know, some some mad nonsense is going to happen between now and then. I'm sure. Yeah, so, I feel like there is there is an easy way of like that presidential action actually being a non-story in a way. Mm. It's like that. It's that kind of mental over year. Yes. Well, obviously, you know, story number one for the year is Hamilton on Disney Plus. Story number two is Park Rush's new logo. Then it's probably yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> Well, not forgetting that uh, Mercedes have uh, painted their Formula One car black. That is that has been an outrage on to some people. Uh, I don't really want to make this an F1 podcast, Josh. I'm sorry. That's coming up I, tomorrow. I will, I will go off on plenty of tangents with you. You know that, but not F1. I draw the line there. But you said Hamilton was number one news articles. Well, that's what it felt like yesterday, anyway. My whole Twitter feed was people talking about Hamilton. That's all it was. It was people saying, oh, I don't, not, does sure look fast. Pubs. not sure about these pubs reopening. That was one tweet. And then the next tweet was someone being like, everybody watch Hamilton. And then the next tweet was, I'm not sure about these pubs. And then the next tweet was someone saying, oh, Hamilton. 
Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think Lewis is going to win the championship this year. I don't care, Josh. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, uh, theme parks. <laughs> Sorry, what, what's that? Uh, that's one what of them. We talk about. <laughs> what we try. Uh, uh, Disney World is still planning to reopen uh, in uh, about a week. At this point. What madness! I know, absolute chaos. So Florida is still setting very. Um, well, records that they you ha- don't want. They, t- uh, how many are they on now? So, so, so they had they reported over ten thousand in one day, the other day. Um, That's over a third of the capacity of Alton Towers. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, that's a scary way of putting it. So I think they've had now... I did have the stats up in front of me. Give me two seconds. Uh, duh, duh, duh. So this is... Um, so this isn't really the tracker I would normally use. Um, if anyone out there is... You know, interested in keeping track of the coronavirus numbers if it's not if you're not bored of it yet. And um, are these column John, one John, cases or column two John's cases? Hopkins University is what I generally use, but I just I literally just googled it, and Google have their own little tracker as well. And that, Google says, and I'm not sure this is correct as of last night. Um, but it's going to be around about the right figure. So they say Florida has had. Uh, 180, 179,000 confirmed cases now, uh, and 3,683 deaths. Um, just for that context, so America overall has 2.85 million cases uh, and 132,000 deaths, and worldwide Jeez. is now 11.1 million cases and 525,000 deaths. Then. That's a lot of that's a lot. That's uh, obviously terrible and um but yeah, America very much now the sort of epicenter and then Florida is one of the epicenters of that epicenter. I think probably Texas is actually the most worrying of all the states right now. But Florida is is certainly in the top three or four at this point, I would imagine. I know there's been, I think Alabama is also looking a bit dodgy at the moment. And California, there's been quite a a worrying uh, resurgence of the virus, which as we spoke about last week, means now that um, any plans for Disneyland and Universal Hollywood to reopen are kind of uh, on the back burner right now. Mm. Uh, but yes, Florida, it's not looking great. Yet, despite that, Disney World is still planning to reopen uh, on the 11th. Uh, these being the theme park. Obviously, some stuff's already reopened, but theme parks, two reopened on the 11th, and then another two open on the 15th, I think. And um, they put out a... I, I did want to mention it because I found it very creepy. They put out a video on the Disney Parks Twitter page kind of celebrating the return of their cast members who have all been brought back in. Well, not all of them, obviously, but in you know as many as they as they need to operate the park at reduced capacity have been brought back in and kind of being taught about all the new measures and whatnot. And it was a... Uh, well, uh, a tone-deaf video, I found, to put it mildly. It still very much had that vibe of, like, this looks like it's been stripped out of uh, those one day at Disney shorts on Disney Plus. It's like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to work for Disney. Disney's so great. It's like a family. Woo! We're all going to die. Is uh, kind of the vibe I got from it. Uh, you just watched it. Jeff, off from... camera, they're like smoking. <laughs> yeah, chain they smoking. the camera slowly to the left. There's just a guy rocking back and forth in the corner of the Space Mountain queue like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, the Space Mountain queue line would be awful. 
Yeah, it sure would, because there's lots of like going back on yourself, isn't there, and potentially yeah. catching up to people coming back, coming up the other way. And, and that tunnel uh, is pretty dark and dingy to begin with. It's true. It's true. I just plucked Space Mountain out of thin air there, but now that you mention it, that is going to be a potential. I mean, a lot of the Disney World queues, to be frank, are terribly designed for social distancing. Like think of switchback galore. Think of all of the ones in Fantasyland in particular, where you're. You're so tightly packed into those spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds. That sounds. Buzz Lightyear's cool. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, you're just Pirates is pretty good. Pirates, Pirates isn't too bad. It's quite airy in there. Smell. I yeah. would say you know that's top three theme park cute smells. It's up there with ET yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. But you just watched this video, Josh. I did. What What did you make of it? It seems. Do you agree that it's weird? Uh, yes. Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the podcast. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, it's... Imagine your company doing that. Um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It almost felt more like... Yeah, as I say, well, death, I, I, like, I, yeah. They put that video together being like, well, what are we? We're Disney, right? People associate Disney, uh, Disney... Uh, with with happiness and joy and no matter what the circumstances we need to project that uh, even when it's a case of uh, thousands of people arguably unnecessarily being brought back into work um, to Disney World in an environment where we demand that everyone is happy at all times you know and ultimately uh, I think the way I look at it is that yes Disney like everyone every company will have suffered financially during this and obviously with Disney the numbers look enormous because they deal in enormous numbers all the time when it comes to profits or losses uh, the numbers always look huge because it's Disney but it's all relative and whilst those losses look big I'm pretty sure Disney could still cope with it and could afford to pay all of these cast members to continue to stay at home um, but the fact of the matter is that they are you know, essentially forcing people to come back to work if they want to continue to be able to pay their rent and feed their families. And anyone who's yeah. not coming back has basically been laid off. Um, yeah. They've used slightly different language. I mean, Universal, for example, have just flat out laid people off. Disney have, um, uh, they've announced this week that they're suspending their college program, which uh, makes up, I think, quite a large chunk of their workforce normally. Yeah, it makes up pretty that. much all of the Epcot's workforce, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, certainly the world showcase. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Disney World and Disneyland, um, neither of those will be employing people from the college program at least through to the end of this year. Um, remains to be seen. Obviously, I think if it comes back in 2021, it only will if they are expecting attendance levels to get back to somewhere close to where they would have been in 2019. I don't think that that is likely personally so i don't think it's inconceivable that the college program is basically on some sort of indefinite hiatus uh yeah I, 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 they will bring that back in the future um i think when we are back to precedented times maybe sure sure um but yeah i find uh i think that video is kind of a nice uh condensed um amalgamation of uh, the, the problems uh, with with our with our corporate overlords in times like these where they definitely seem to view their employees as um, 
not far off expendable, I might even suggest. I just had this... I, when I was watching it, it just felt to me like Mickey was off camera with a gun, saying, <laughs> you better keep smiling, pal. <laughs> keep smiling. Wow. Uh, That's yeah. real dark. It's, I, could, I know. My mind goes to dark places a lot, and it certainly did watching that video. But, <laughs> yeah, I encourage you to seek it out if you haven't seen it. It's kind of weird. It feels like something out of a, a post-apocalyptic satire. Like, like, it's what it felt like to me. Um, but yeah, uh, college program suspended. Well, you know, now that this is going to be the last, I think the last podcast we do before Disney reopens. What are yeah. you? What What are you kind of expecting to happen or the parks to look like? Do you think you'll be encouraged this time next week by what you've seen, or are you? nervous uh, the people that are going back to work from what i've seen of disney springs obviously they've already had cast members back at work uh they've done a pretty good job at disney springs um so obviously it's been nowhere near as busy because no one has been particularly staying at the hotels because you can't go to the parks um once the parks are open, that could all change. But you'd expect, if anyone's going to do it right, it will be Disney. I feel like the people that they brought back are going to be probably the like the most hardcore of Disney people. So it's easier to get them on board with uh, how they want it done. So I think I think it might be all right. Yeah, I guess I I think again, you know, we've spoken. We do have to caveat all this, all these, you know, terrifying numbers coming out of Florida with the uh, the the, uh, the the cases are quite still. I think concentrated in the South. Um, so I I don't know if you can pin the. The, the spikes on the theme parks necessarily I think you know you can there's plenty of examples just anecdotally of people in, in all parts of the US but Florida in this case of, of just not paying attention as they should do to the social distancing uh, and, and wearing masks and that kind of thing um, so it's not you know I'm not, I'm not suggesting that the theme parks are the be all and end all when it comes to keeping the virus under control but um, it 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 just it doesn't feel right to me to be to be reopening Disney World when the case is so high, even if they are in a different region of the state. But um, yeah, it's going ahead. They're not going to pull the plug this late in the day unless there's some sort of mad intervention at state level, which I don't think will happen. So yeah, no, I don't we, think so. We wait and see. Um, I know Adrian from Theme Park Express will be heading back and uh, open to getting back on the show at some point in the next few weeks to talk to us about uh, his experience at Disney World. Of course, all four parks are reopening, so uh, there'll be plenty to talk about with him. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week, Josh. I can't think of anything else. I've got nothing else here in my notes. Have have you? Uh, No, I think that's it. Um, Obviously... Thought Park and next week, next Friday. Uh, so that'd be good to see what that's like. Yeah. Indeed. Thought Park next Friday. And then, um, so we'll record on the Saturday and we'll, we'll do that trip report. And then you're at Alton Towers the following week. Yep. So we'll be able to do the trip report then too. So, uh, unless it's crazy news, of course. 
which I could well be. Could uh, well we be. plan for a uh, double bill of trip reports over the course of the next two weeks. Uh, yeah, should be good. Yeah. Because you, you get some proper are. theme park uh, stuff going on on the podcast again, like proper true f- theme park. Frontline, frontline reporting, actual journalism yeah. has returned to the Park Rush what? podcast. Let, let's not call it actual journalism, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> hey, look, I saw on the on the actual news today, Josh, a reporter at a theme park reporting on what the theme park was like during these unprecedented times. That's what you are going to be doing next week. So sounds like journalism to me. Well, if uh, if you know anyone that's uh, got a job going, let me know. I will do. Uh, if you don't want to miss those trip reports, the best way would be to subscribe. If you haven't already, you can do so on your preferred podcasting app of choice. You can also find every episode at parkrush.com. As I mentioned earlier in the show, you can email us if you'd like, podcast at parkrush.com. And we're on the Twitters at parkrushpodcast. Um, I've also set up a Twitch page because, well... Well, obviously we have our video game theme park video game series that we that we come back to now and then and um, yeah. we had started streaming the games that we play as part of that series before then talking about them on the podcast and uh, Mixer is, is gone that was uh, yeah literally a week after choice <laughs> a week after they uh, we stream Mixer was cancelled <laughs> <laughs> we were the final straw <laughs> yeah it's like no it can't be having that <laughs> Yeah, so we're on Twitch now at twitch.tv slash parkrush, I think. I think that's right. It might be Park Rush Podcast. I think it's just Park Rush, I'm pretty certain. Oh, and dear. so, yeah, we, we'll, we'll strive to do some stuff on there as well over the next few weeks. I think the next game on our list is Scream Ride for the Xbox. So Ooh. something to look forward to there. Uh, but, yes, yeah. um, stay safe out there, everybody, especially if you're in the UK and heading out sides to the theme parks or the barbers or the pub yeah yeah and um or if you're in florida and heading to the parks well yes indeed especially if you work for walt disney world stay safe yeah. out there until uh, next week goodbye goodbye